0: These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old.
1: Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer. This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema a to b Podcast.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema a to b Today, Ben and I are going to be talking about the 2023 Greta Gerwig film, Barbie. Not Barbie Heimer. We've already talked about um Oppenheimer, so we're just going to be focusing on Barbie today. So, Ben, thoughts.
1: Interesting movie. I I didn't see this in the theater. Um I just watched it like a week ago with Gwen. Um I finally just kind of pulled the trigger was like, "Hey, let's let's just let's finally see this." And um I'm going to be perfectly honest, she thought it was pretty weird. Like it, <laughs> it, like I I mean, I I think she thought it was okay, but it got a little I don't know. It's just not her cup of tea. She -hmm. prefers a more grounded nonfiction films as kind of her Mm -hmm. jam. I had a fun time with it. It's funny. And there's other things that are kind of very funny to me, not the least of which is that (laughs) basically they attempted to like write something to accomplish one goal and effectively undid a lot of what they were trying to do by casting Ryan Gosling as Ken. Mm -hmm. Like it it backfired. Like they, they needed a lesser actor in the role because now he's nominated for best supporting justifiably. So he's fantastic. Mm. Yes. Yes. And Margot Robbie's not. And I don't think it has anything to do with Margot's performance. I think she's pitch perfect as Barbie, but I don't think the character's written particularly well. Mm -hmm. Her hero's journey is super clunky. There are all sorts of writing rules that they decided not to follow with that character in particular, which we can get into, but The issues I have are probably with the writing structure of the film, not where things start, not where they end up in the middle and not where they end, but how they get there is super uneven. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not a particularly taught script. Mm -hmm. And then it's uneven is probably my best way to describe it. It's uneven tonally. It has a hard time transitioning from funny to sentimental. Like it doesn't make that switch smoothly. It's sure. it's super clunky.
0: I'm with you. I did see it in the theater, so and actually really enjoyed it. I just rewatched it again because I had seen it this past uh, summer of 2023, and so just kind of rewatched it again just to kind of remind myself of the movie since we were talking about it. And I definitely walked out of the theater thinking it was a much better film than my second viewing. And it's not that I think it's a bad film. It's not that I think. It, it does so many things right. It is really well-produced. A lot of the dialogue bits hit. It's They're hilarious. The funny bits. I think oh, even yeah. some of the emotional bits really hit, too. And kind of hit on it now, but a little bit. But it definitely is a much more preachy film than what we talked about on the, on the podcast yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I say that with kind of an asterisk because it, it didn't feel preachy. Like, it didn't feel... like we kind of talked about with hell or high water we talked about kind of you know he uh taylor sheridan kind of has uh, the opinion that he's trying to get across but he does it very subtle this was not subtle whatsoever but it didn't feel like i was constantly getting beat over the head with it or that was the point of the movie the 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 movie had an arc like you talked about like it had story just they layered it in with these moments and so like i i hesitate to call it preachy but it definitely like they got their point across you know
1: my only complaint with one of the scenes in particular where, where it felt pretty preachy was just that it got wordy Mm -hmm. and it was, um, America's character. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: her little speech when she's in Barbie's house. that
1: that speech in the house. And it's a good speech.
0: That's a great speech. Yeah.
1: But I think it would have had more power had it been pared down Mm -hmm. and it just felt a little wordy. Not this, that the speech was in there, but just maybe the length Mm -hmm. Cause I thought the moment was good yeah, and, and I liked what she said. And Gwen was like, man, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, <laughs> and, and it was great. It was like, Oh no, that's great. I'll, I'll be honest. That's about as preachy as it got was that scene. And for me, like yeah. as a, as a guy, like, I mean, and any guy that watched this that got like super p- ticked off, I'm like, but the movie's not making fun of men. The movie's making fun of bros. Like the movie's making fun of like the guy that used to drive like a Chevy Avalanche and is just like a jerk, <laughs> like a jerk off to everybody. You know like that's Sorry. <laughs> well, but, but that's like it's yeah. not it's not a man-hating movie. It's it's a bro-hating movie. Mm-hmm. Everything surrounding that that, like, <laughs> that people despise, especially women. Yeah. That's who it was going after. And so I, okay I was like, that. <laughs> that's fine. Like, yeah. it's great. But yeah, I just, I, I kind of felt bad for, for Margot because I thought her performance was great, but Barbie doesn't do the refusal of the call. Mm-hmm. Like she probably needs to at the beginning. Like she's way too quick to want to leave Barbie land. Mm-hmm. And If, if they would have written it structurally, and I'm a bit, you know, I'm a big believer in, in kind of traditional storytelling, hero of a thousand faces kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really needed her to, to really fight more to not leave Barbie land than she did so that it was a bigger transition point when she left. Than it w- than it ended up being. By the way, I love I love how they do how they get out of it, get back into Barbie land. It's fantastic. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that's all done in camera. Yeah, it's all done practical effects. Yeah, in it's camera. fabulous. Yeah, the, if this doesn't win an Academy Award for production design, somebody screwed up. Yeah, like because this this is a lock. I want to go to the back lot where that set those sets were mm. and just walk around because it's like this stuff is unbelievable
0: well like because most of like like barbie land or whatever Dreamland, like those are practical sets like that the barbie's house is actually built with that with the slide and then the backgrounds all the art drops you know the the background like you know art artist crates and like there's so much to this movie and there's and there's so much in this movie that is so much fun that that it knows what it is it is very tongue-in-cheek it's very meta it it doesn't play too hard to try to be realistic in a lot of ways it's like it really takes every moment it can like i love the moment you know when she's given the choice of do you want to stay in barbie land or do you want to get the truth and she's like i want to stay in barbie land like kind of like that mix of like the matrix of like the exact opposite yeah like there's so many great nods i mean some are very overt nods to other movies and some are less so gosh I but, love
1: I love when the the daughter tells her off at the school while they're having yeah. lunch and and calls her a fascist and then she's crying like, like I don't even <laughs> I don't
0: even control on own the railroads <laughs> or the flow of commerce yeah, yeah it's so
1: smart yeah the movie is super
0: smart or like the moment when when she was like I feel ugly or Barbie's like I feel ugly or whatever and then Helen Mirren goes we probably shouldn't have have hired
1: Margot Robbie to be yeah. this character <laughs> I love the self-aware nature of the movie yeah it's yeah it's great and the Castings, like I said, it's it's a catch twenty two with Gosling because he's absolutely he fantastic. Steals every scene, and I don't think that was the intent. Like mm. I don't think Ken was supposed to scene steal this way.
0: Well, and he's he's just sad that the patriarchy has less horses than he what he thought. You know? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite moments. Oh, of like, yeah.
0: where they take over Dreamland and all the it's all the I don't I don't even remember like Dojo Casa, whatever. Oh Anyways, yeah. Yeah. The word oh, they called
1: it. I've, I wish I could remember Mojo that. Mojo
0: dojo. Mojo casa dojo Flet- casa house. Yeah, Casa House, right. But like they all have them, but they're like every room is filled with TVs, but every single TV is playing some horse video of like yes. a horse galloping th- like that just it's the little small bits that make it so happy.
1: And when they're when they when they win the Nobel Prize, it's for a horse. <laughs> yeah, it's for a horse. <laughs> it's like what? It's just stupid. Yeah, what it's is- a very funny film. Um Ugh. the the back half gets more sentimental, and I hmm. didn't mind that, but I the transition I was wanting to be a little smoother and that's just hard to do when you've, you've gone 90% of the film has been like solid comedy. And then you're trying to get to this sentimental moment and it, it largely worked, but I just, I wanted it to be a little, a little smoother. And I think the character needed some more beats to kind of get there. I will say
0: one flaw that I, especially on a second viewing is the Will Ferrell character and the whole Mattel stuff like especially on a second view and like it just doesn't fit as much because obviously they act like they're in Barbie land but yet like the kind of the ridiculousness and not like very real but they're in the real world where a lot of the real world is the real world like it feels like that you know feels like the real world, like well, what we live in every day, but yet Mattel is. This, and so I'm trying to think of that artistic choice of why they did that. Cause there's that whole like chase scene in Mattel. That's just absolutely ridiculous. That feels like it's right out of a cartoon. And I don't know if like how much they're poking fun of Mattel. That's you know, r- I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's totally designed to just be self-effacing making fun of Mattel. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, in fact, I wish they would have made fun of Mattel more. Um, by the way, it was weird seeing that guy from um, the World War II oh, series. Yeah, yeah. Rogue Heroes. A, yeah, and he's like the main like assistant. It was weird seeing him. By the way, in Rogue Heroes, he looks real. He's like one of the tallest guys in the cast. He looks really short, and this. he's really short next. to Will Ferrell <laughs> is a massive human being. <laughs> Will Ferrell's like six three or six four, and like that guy's six feet tall, and he looks tiny next to Will Ferrell. Yeah,
0: I will say it was really nice to also yeah. see uh, Pearlman next from uh, from Cheers or like at least that's what I, what I know oh, her from yeah, as yeah. Ruth and the tongue in cheek stuff she talks about because like we know about it, but obviously the real the tax Perlman stuff, tax evasion <laughs> and tax fraud. Issues. Yeah. And then she talks about it. like, again, there's so many good jokes. There's so much that this movie does right. There's so much but that I, this movie I love Alan. I love Alan. Right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Which, Which is, is like I love learning this stuff that there's a real that there was a real Alan doll. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. I definitely watched through all the end credits to see the all the real dolls that correspond to to these characters is fantastic. And fun fact:
0: Alan apparently married Midge, the pregnant Barbie.
1: Oh, yeah yeah Yeah, that was a a funny joke too like all the discontinued (laughs) yeah which are all real barbies too yes you know like yeah
0: again it was one of those things i think so going back on some of the the beats and some of the moments that may not have worked or some of the stuff i know uh greta gerwig did i think is a fantastic director she does really well um i also know that this was margot robbie's baby and so she was yeah she she wasn't supposed to star in it No, she wasn't supposed to star in it. Um, She had the rights. She was a producer on it. And I think there's a lot of stuff that her hand was on it. And I don't think Greta got full control on everything. Um, And I think so like Margot, because Margot brought on Greta Gerwig. At least this is what I've read. You know, this was really Margot's push. Um, She brought on Greta Gerwig. So I think, you know, she worked in tandem with him. wasn't like you can't do this, but I think there were certain, I know there were certain bi- beats where she was like, this has to be in the film. I'm not going to do it without it. And so some of that maybe disconnect is not so much Gerwig's as it is. Okay. Robbie's. That's fair. You know, yeah. um, you know, uh, or not. Maybe, it, maybe it's both. Maybe they both agreed to it. I
1: don't know. I don't the, know what it's a, minor, it's a minor gripe. I, yeah. I'm looking at it on IMDb. It's a 6.9. I think it's, I think it's low. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know where I'd put it, but it's somewhere in the sevens. I'm, is probably how I feel. Um, seven five. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Is it for everybody? No. I mean, it's you know, decidedly for for a female audience, clearly. But we, I, I liked it. it right? I laughed my butt off. It's. Yeah. It is a very very funny movie, and and then it's really cool to look at. Mm-hmm. Especially, oh. You know, especially when they're in Barbie Land. It's just like, how on earth did they? build these sets it almost has that look of that they shot the actors on, against green screen and then shrunk them down on top of like real Barbie, like small barbie sets like, nope. your brain is playing tricks on you watching mm. you're like wait but it's like no that's that's all the barbie the barbie house is two stories tall that thing's yep. 20 feet tall and yeah, anytime, anytime, Ken and Barbie go down that slide, <laughs> and then I really laughed when Margot has like her her breakdown, and she gets real <laughs> stiff. It <and> just like <laughs> like rolls over, and just like the doll. It it's a riot. Yeah, it's yeah. an absolute riot. I totally recommend this movie.
0: I just, yeah I'm okay with it being a uh, best picture Oscar nomination. It's it would not be my choice as the winner, but like I do think this like. Having seen a lot of the movies that came out, like this, for me does feel like it should be in you know in that conversation, a, a, a nomination yeah, I, for it.
1: It's, I mean, as big as the field is, I think for I mean, how many best pictures are they nominating? Five? I think it was eight. Eight? eight. Okay, so no, it's no. a okay,
0: So yeah, it's like eight to ten, I think, uh, for best picture, um, the, especially this now, year.
1: I, I understand the complaints on Greta not getting a best director nomination. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's that's like, really? But by the same token, this is the biggest, most expansive, most inclusive Oscars committee. The membership's as big as it's ever been.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's extremely diverse. They've put in all those standards. And you still didn't get picked. They didn't you know, nominate her. So it's like, at what point do you like continue to complain about stuff like that when... Like, I think you've largely accomplished what you set out to do with expanding it and not having it just be a bunch of like 70 year old white guys, which mm-hmm. is basically what it was. I mean, I, Vlad had a neighbor in Sherman Oaks that was an Oscar voter because he used <laughs> to get the screeners. Like we used to get the, we used to have the screeners yeah. and just some old dude. Like, I don't even know who he was, like a, maybe a former executive or something. I think he's long retired but that was, I mean, Matt, too, was voting. So mm-hmm. it was good that they expanded it. But, yeah. Like, just because you don't like the result doesn't I mean, mean that's
0: not what, you know. Yeah. What, what deserved. This is kind
1: of, yeah, this is what we've
0: gotten. Well, so, and it's really only the best picture that's like over five. The rest are all five and under, generally. If so I'm it's a correct, narrower. It. Yeah. And besides, so.
1: Christopher Nolan's winning best director, like, I'm calling it now. Well, he better. If he
0: doesn't, I'm gonna do, what do you never do? watch the Oscars. i you never because the- I'm gonna watch the Oscars anyways because that's what I do. But oh, it I, I will be very frustrated for 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 a while. I will not be talking to anyone from the Academy for a while if he doesn't win. There's so many just quick little pop ups of cameos of like John Cena as the Merman. It just yeah. it that also just really feels fun and like enjoyable. It seemed like. Shooting this film was an enjoyable experience to, to everybody. Like it didn't feel like, like I I don't expect to hear like apocalypse now stories, you know. Or no, you would hope. No, you would hope this was a really this.
1: enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah it, it looked like everybody was having an absolute the time of their lives. Yeah, and uh, everybody's you know getting ready for a beach off, and uh, <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it, that was <laughs> and maybe it was funny because that was one of the things that was in the trailer. And I was laughing in the trailer. And I was like, "Okay, well, that joke's like done." They've ruined yeah. it because they put it in the trailer. Was I still no. laughing? Yeah, yeah, I was still laughing. I'm, I'm one for simple, simple humor.
0: It, there's, there's so much that this movie does right. There's so much that you can, that other filmmakers can learn, other producers can learn, other actors can learn from this movie. This movie does so much well. It does take chances too. Like it does it 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 is that it's not the safe movie, I feel like that what could have been a Barbie film.
1: I've expressed concerns I had over this the story or the script shortcomings, but make no mistake, this is a really good script. Mm-hmm. Like a really smart script to take this property that's how many decades old now? Was it 60, 70 years or whatever? Yeah. And this is what you come up with? It's wild. It is a standard bearer for taking a toy property like that and thinking that, and make no mistake, this thing was stuck in development hell for like 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. Like If you go back through the development history, they were, it was the early 2000s, they were trying to make a Barbie movie. So it was worth the wait. I mean, the thing is just a box office behemoth and... Obviously the marketing was heavy but I think word of mouth really helped this thing. Mm-hmm. I I I feel like I feel like the folks especially the the gals that watched this early on in the opening weekend I think the word of mouth spread really quickly that this was worth your hard-earned money mm-hmm. in a cinema. Um it's not really built to have to watch on the big screen but um the sets are cool enough that it it is cool to see it on a larger format. Yeah,
0: and I, I mean, I would say like as someone who did see it on the big screen, like it definitely was great seeing it there, like seeing everything super large. I mean, especially the opening sequence, the 2001 Space Odyssey kind of reference, homage. like that was the yeah, homage. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun to see on the big screen as someone who's who didn't get to see
1: 2001 Space Odyssey in the theater. Well, and then you they know, have dance numbers in it that are oh, yeah. like straight out of the stuff from the like the fifties and sixties.
0: Yeah. And there's so many small knots. Like I, I like, I feel there's so many Easter eggs that I don't even like, I'd have to watch it a couple more times Mm. to start picking out some of these. And it's probably even referencing movies that I've never seen or don't remember. Like there's probably so much in there that they, that they put. That's just, I mean, just a little small, you know, just, Hey, kind of that little (laughs) subtle, like if you pick it up, great. If you don't, you don't need to like, there's no, you know, you don't have to. Well, it goes back to your
1: definition of what constitutes good fan service. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly.
1: Which is more, more subtle references. Yeah. So yeah, it's chock
0: full of stuff for sure. I'm going to talk a little bit about the soundtrack, but I can tell you the songs in this, this movie, I really enjoyed. And one, the songs are super self-aware as well. Like just absolutely like make me laugh. Both times I watched this, I just was listening to the, to the, the lyrics and was just like, this is great. Like. This, again, going back, this is really smart. This is just super smart. I think, I know it was like, Dua Lipa did some, Billie Eilish, I believe, and Lizzo did some, especially the Lizzo song about waking up with the Barbie, with Barbie and stuff like that, and then going, and you're definitely not thinking about death, you know, and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like how it would just change as things happen. She, Existential you know, the, the crisis,
1: Barbie. <laughs> Cellulite Barbie. Oh. Cellulite Barbie, yeah. Oh, this is... Oh. Yeah, it's a good time. It is. With some, you know, definitely he's got a strong message behind it. And uh you don't have to agree with all of that message. You know, it's not... I don't think the film is demanding that of you. I just think Mm-mm. it's demanding uh, some thought. There's enough else going going on as well that you can still
0: watch this film and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I didn't so. feel like I was getting beat over the head. I mean, I, no. there's too much else going on. There's mm-hmm. there's too much entertainment. Like the movie's not afraid to entertain. Like it's not just like it's not like oh we're just going to be preachy about stuff. It's like no we're gonna we're gonna entertain you until you don't want to be entertained anymore. I, I and I will say the, the the last
0: line of the movie made the theater absolutely roar with laughter.
1: It's yeah, that's yeah. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny. Fantastic. Like, yeah. well, like, I, well know it was. I thought she was in. I thought she was going into Mattel. Yeah,
0: or to get a job or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought
1: it was her first day of work. <laughs> no, nope. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, contraire! Oh, contraire! And we, won't, we won't spoil that, but no. I don't know if a sequel's warranted or not. I, I have no idea they'd have to. And I think they're, I think the team is talented enough that they'll decide whether there's a concept that worth bringing everybody yeah. back for. Um, my guess is my guess is no, but it's a hot property. I mean, this is, this thing's white hot, but it's going to be tough for the studio not to want to green light Barbie two. but I know where you go, I think, with where they've left, but I don't know I don't know how interesting that is. Because you you lose a lot of what made
0: the first movie so much more interesting. Yeah. Um, as well. And I think, I mean, it, we've seen it multiple times where a great film does so well in the box office that they green light sequels and the sequels do so poorly that they drag down the greatness of the original. Like we talked about when we did the, the matrix. Perceived like, greatness, yeah. yeah, the like the matrix is the original matrix from 99 is amazing, absolutely stunning. But yet because of the bad taste that the two, that revolutions and reloaded gave us, it lost some of its luster, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, and that happens a lot, like all the time. I mean, I, we talk about how great Lord of the Rings is, but then you get the Hobbit series and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it, I can only separate them
1: more than with the matrix, uh, um, trilogy, but there still is a little bit of like. And then you have the greatness yeah. that's the original Fast and the Furious, and then now it's Fast 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't uh, know if greatness is yeah. the right,
0: right term for phrase. It's certainly grounded.
1: It's certainly oh, yeah, grounded. It's still- Go back and watch the original Fast <laughs> and Furious. It's a super grounded movie. Yeah. It's like it's nothing happens better. in it. It's like, and now it's like that franchise is something else entirely. <laughs> so, cars going into space.
0: Yes, pretty much. They just launch off a ramp and they go straight into space. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But so all I have to say is that I feel like this movie will stay maybe not relevant, but it will keep its shine, keep its greatness if it stays a solo movie. I think you so. Know? Or if Barbie 2 is something completely different, like they don't bring the cast back, but.
1: Oh, almost like an anthology kind of. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you know, Maybe.
0: I don't know that would that would I would could feel a bit better about that. You know, it's maybe one or two
1: characters overlap to connect them, but yeah, if they decide to do that, my guess is it it winds up on a streamer as yeah. some sort of limited series of some sort. So yeah,
0: let's start the Barbie verse. We're gonna do this like thirty-two movie spanning film series, a tapestry we- of film excellence. <laughs> woven together (laughs) yeah (laughs) champion of the basic (laughs) champion of the basic oh uh, I still really enjoy that little comedy sketch that one's really good
1: no I they're gonna there's gonna be some sort of spinoff but maybe that's what they decide to do is some sort of something that works on a streaming platform that doesn't take away the impact Mm-hmm. that this feature film has so well Makes i think sense. that about wraps it up on barbie it does yeah it
0: does thanks everybody we really appreciate you listening to us kind of talk about movies so you can get these uh talks from cinema a to b from ben and i on every monday either on our youtube channel or wherever you get your podcasts audio only which is great um you can go to our website cinemaa to b dot com and you can find out more information about that Leave us a note. Give us a review. Subscribe. We really appreciate it. Uh, we do this just because we've been talking about movies for 20 years now. And uh, we're going to continue doing it. If you enjoy, great. If you don't, sorry. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Yeah, that's all you're going to get. Uh, we, we appreciate you listening. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody.